Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Hi guys, it's David Jennings here and welcome to the Business Systems Summit. I'm very excited to introduce a good friend of mine, Anthony Gaddy. We actually met through a mutual friend and kept in touch and we kept on saying we're going to find a project that we can work on and finally, here we are together working on something. So really excited to see system and the process that he's going to share. He's got a really strong record, at least in the business community, for building communities of CEOs. And impressively, he's sold over $84 million in business in his career so far. He's lectured at uh, Melbourne University, accounting, also over at RMIT as well. I think what I like most about Anthony is he's just an incredible networker and an incredible salesperson, and he gets systems. So I just wanted to welcome you, Anthony, to the Business Systems Summit. Wow, thanks, Dave. That's a huge welcome. Thanks for inviting me to be a part of it. Uh, it should be really good. And I think uh, you're really well known for the Gaddy pitch, and that's the system that we're going to look at today. And we can kind of dive in a little bit more. I'll let you just drive from here, but if it's all right, I'll chime in every now and then if I've got any questions or just want some clarification on the different steps. Yeah, sure. So by way of intro for the Gaddy pitch, it's a system for pitching your business, whether that's a 30-second elevator pitch or for a lot of people, they need to do presentations either to attract new leads or to actually close big deals. And yeah, we've just worked out a system, a systematic way of asking questions and taking people through a process that helps them arrive at an outcome. Now, Dave, you've asked me to share the system, the step-by-step process for actually creating a really good elevator pitch, the Getty pitch. I'll start with a little bit of inspiration. We've had the good privilege of presenting to 14 different groups of CEOs at the CEO Institute, and they always give us a list the week before, all the CEOs who were coming between 10 and 18 CEOs per group. And so we look them up and we do the research. We look them up on LinkedIn, look at their websites. And it's always amazing to see, you know, for a lot of them, you can, you know, we trawl around their website for up to seven minutes and we still don't know what they do because they're not pitching their businesses properly. If they just used a pitching system, any pitching system, this one or any other one, they could just pick up so many more leads and customers. Likewise, I've had the good privilege of facilitating a lot of boardroom sessions for my clients where they bring their clients together to refer leads. And we always ask people, you know, as part of the system, what do you do and what's a perfect lead for you? And most of them just absolutely struggle to articulate what they do. The good news is that you don't need to live with that problem as in the vast majority of businesses have that challenge, that problem, but you don't need to live with that problem. There is actually an easier way. I'm going to show you what a couple of people have done, and I'm going to show you the step-by-step process. These two people have actually used the Gaddy pitch. They've used their own Gaddy pitch. Now, we've helped them work out the system. This on the left here is Danielle Neal. She's the CEO of a company called Bespoke Software up in Queensland, and she just learned the system. She was sitting in a seminar. There must have been three, four hundred people in the room. And 
I was asked by the host of the seminar just to share a one-hour session and to help people get going and craft their, their pitch. And Danielle basically crafted her pitch. At the end of the session, I just said to people, wherever you're up to, whatever you've written down on your sheet of paper, just test it, you know, stand up, talk to someone next to you, in front of you, behind you, and just read what you've got on your sheet to see how it sounds and to see how you can get further with it. Basically, she closed an $80,000 deal with the guy who was sitting behind her. The first time she used her pitch, the guy said, well, I really like what you do and actually I have need for your services. And she closed the deal and she delivered. This guy on the right over here is Peter Dakema. He is a director of a company called Organon and they provide CRM systems. The very first time that he used his Gaddy pitch in public, Someone caught on to what he does, they took an interest, they referred a lead, and he closed a $100,000 deal. So does the system work? Absolutely. For those of you who don't know, the good-looking guy on the left is Sterling Mortlock. I'm the guy on the right, but the guy on the left is Sterling Mortlock. He is one of the most famous rugby union players ever to represent Australia. He played about 89 games. I think he was captain for a whole lot of those games. Fastest player to reach 100 points in international rugby, fastest player to 200 points, an absolute legend of the rugby game. And I actually saw him walking away from the Docklands. I was coming from a meeting. He was going the other way. And I wasn't sure if it was him, but now he's already walked past me. And I'm looking at the back of his head thinking, is this Sterling Mortlock, yes or no? So I did the only sensible thing. I've yelled out at the top of my lungs, Sterling. And at that point, he turned around and I thought, okay, what do I do now? basically walked towards him. I've put my hand out to shake his hand. He's put his hand out to shake my hand. I could see the cogs were churning in his brain. I said, Sterling, you're probably wondering who am I and where have you met me? The truth is I've never met you before. You look like you're all suited up and dashing on your way to a meeting. Does everybody bug you for autographs or do you have a moment to sign one for me? Because my son's got the same name as you. He said, I am in a rush. I am going to a meeting, but if you take out a sheet of paper, I'll sign an autograph to your son. While he's writing the autograph, he says to me, Anthony, what do you do? And I gave him our Gaddy pitch. I gave him our elevator pitch word for word. He signs the autograph. As he puts the dot dot for his signature, he looks at me and he says, wow, that's interesting. Have you got a business card for me? So just from what I said in my elevator pitch, this guy took an interest. We're now mates. He's an incredible guy. He's incredibly modest given his long, long list of achievements. And this just confirms for me that if you use a really good elevator pitch, you've got a much higher chance of people taking an interest in your business, in doing business with you. But more than that, you gain access to their networks because if your pitch is memorable, then people will remember you when they are out meeting new clients and out with their networks and you'll get a lot more lead referrals. So with all of that in mind, Let's have a look at how you actually put your pitch together. First thing I want you to do is just to list who your target customers are. In other words, who are the kinds of categories of customers that you are trying to attract to your business? I encourage you to think about the size of business and also if you can isolate two or three industry sectors that you target. A lot of people say, no, I don't target any industry. I can sell to anyone. Well, even if you can sell to anyone, if you can think of an industry where you're already playing pretty well, name that industry and just put that down next to target customers. And once you've 
jotted down a couple of points that describe your target customers by industry, by size, by geographic location, by any other category that you can name them in, I want you to actually write down the title of the person that you target. So who usually makes the decisions for your goods and services? So in our case, you know, for the Gaddy Pitch business itself, we typically target the business owner and we target the business development people. So that's the salesperson, the sales manager, if they have a marketing manager. So those are the titles of the people that we target. What are the titles of the people that you target? Take a moment, push pause, and jot those down. So now that you've actually listed who the target customers are, I want you to jot down what are the typical problems that those people face. So by way of example, the typical problems that the business owners and the business development people that we target face is they need to grow the business. They need more leads and they need more clients. Those are the number one and two challenges that they have that relate to what we do, the problems that we can solve. So take a moment and jot down, just think if you could get 10 potential customers in a room, throw a net over all of them and just ask them what is the biggest challenge you face? What do you think is the most common response that you're gonna get from all of these people? And jot that down. So now that you know who the target customers are and what the typical problems are, I want you to draw a table that looks just like this. So you can do this as a word table. Now, by the way, a lot of people love this system. They find it very easy to understand. But for quite a few people, they just absolutely struggle with the crafting of words and they struggle with this exercise. It's just not their forte. For any of you, no problem. You can actually get us to do it for you. We're experts at doing it, we enjoy it, we have fun, and typically we handcraft some exceptional elevator pitches that in the short term have a go. First thing you want to do under column C, what we do, write down the top two or three products or services that your company delivers and keep it fairly high level. You know, you may have 30 or 50 different products, or you may have eight or 15 different lines of service. Just chunk it up fairly high. So you can write down the top two or three things, which if you could sell more of those, your business would be making more profit. You'd be generating more revenue and profits. What are the top two or three things that you do? Write them down in the column that you do, uh, what you do. If we look at the Gaddy Pitch business, technically speaking, I would say something like what we do, we take people through a multi-step exercise using a half-day workshop 90 minutes with the client the rest of the time we work it through to develop a knockout elevator pitch that's something that we do so what are the things that you do maybe try and use less words than what i just did as soon as you're done with that column i want you to look at column d the benefits and what i want you to do is for each one of the goods and services that you named in this what we do column i want you to name what are the benefits for each one of those things that you do. Now, here's a big distinction that I want you to make. On my screen, this is looking a very tan color. I usually refer to it as blue. Anyway, <laughs> now, most people talk what I call blue technical language. Now, just think about this quickly. 
If you went to go and buy a new computer at a retail store, let's say you walked into a Harvey Norman store and you wanted to buy a computer. Imagine a salesperson walks up to you and says, can I help you? And you say, yep, I'd like to buy a computer. And they start saying, oh, okay, well, uh, I recommend you come over and have a look at this HP Pavilion brand new hexadecimal quadro drupro hexaflickamore computer over here because it's got one terabyte SSD drive and it's also got another 256K SATA drive, blah, blah, blah. Most people would glaze over because they don't understand those technical terms. Imagine if that same salesperson said, can I help you? And you said, yep, I'm looking for a computer. And they said, okay, well, well, what do you want to use the computer for? And you said, well, I use it for business, but I also am a keen gamer. Uh, I play late into the night. I play games online with other people around the world. Imagine if that person then said, okay, I recommend you come over and have a look at this HP Pavilion laptop over here. Uh, not only is it very lightweight, so it's convenient for you, but also it's got some fantastic memory and other bits and bytes inside so that your end experience will be when you play games online, there'll be no jitter. So it'll be a very smooth experience. And for any of the applications that you run for your business, it's got so much memory that things will just move really quickly. They'll appear to be gliding. There'll be no glitches. There'll be no time lag. Can you see that the vocabulary that I've used in the second example, the second case, is easily understood by anyone. And it's easily understood by anyone because I didn't use the technical terms. I actually spoke more benefits, green benefits-based language. So what I want you to do now so that you can get that benefits language is for each one of the three things you said that you do, jot down what are the benefits that the end customer gets when I do what I do. And I really want you to push yourself. I want you to challenge yourself in this one because a lot of people, they say we do some kind of consulting over here. And then in this column, they say, what's the benefit? What, do you, what does the customer get? Well, they get a monthly report. A monthly report is not a benefit. A monthly report is another thing that we do. What do you get if you, when you get those reports from the accountant? What's the benefit when you get those reports from the accountant? Do you get knowledge? Do you get satisfaction? What is it that you actually get? Push yourself, really push, because this is the crux of the exercise. This is the big distinction. What are the benefits that the end customer gets when you do what you do? Take a few moments, if you take a long few moments, and jot down the answers to these questions. What are the benefits? Okay, once you finish jotting down the benefits, give yourself a huge pat on the back because you've just changed the potential of your business to attract new leads. Because the vocabulary that you've got in there in the benefits column is not just for your elevator pitch. You can now use that on your website, in your proposals, in your LinkedIn profile. It's like a whole new language, it's a whole new set of words, which will be much more easily understood and much better at attracting new leads. So now that you've taken time to work out the benefits, I want you to have a look at column E. Column E is the feelings. Now, let me just give you a couple of examples. For the Gaddy Pitch business, what are some of the benefits? Well, people get confidence in actually pitching their business and major benefits, major other benefits that come out, more leads and more closed sales. So if you ask me the biggest benefits that come out, I would say more leads and more closed sales. Now I want you to have a look at the feelings. So have a look at each of the benefits that you wrote. And then ask yourself, how would an end customer actually feel 
when they get the benefits, once you do what you do, once you deliver what you deliver to them, for each one of the benefits, what are the feelings? And quite often feelings like satisfaction come up and delight and happy happiness or confidence or certainty. Keep thinking through the benefits, things like reduction of risk, increase of revenue, more customers, uh, 10% increase in efficiency. Think about each one of those things that you've written down and just jot down some of the feelings that they would get. Okay, so now here's the major distinction for you. Those feelings you need to put into any presentations that you deliver. Amongst other things, one of the most important things that you need to do when you deliver any presentation to anyone is to get them to feel something. You can make them feel happy, you can make them feel sad. If you get them to feel sad, don't leave them feeling sad, bring them back up. But the words that you put in here, you can actually put into your presentations. It will have a profound impact on the outcomes that you get from your presentations. Uh, just if you use words from the feelings column. And then the next thing I want you to do is to just think for, uh, I didn't label it, I should have labeled here column F. Uh, it's metaphors. I want you to think of ideally at least one metaphor that helps to describe the benefits that people get. So maybe if you think about the problem situation and then the benefits. So in our case, we've thought of two metaphors for our pitch. One is going fishing, so fishing for new leads. Fishing is a metaphor for business development because in both cases, you're trying to put some bait on the end of a line and, and to catch something useful or meaningful. And we also thought of bees being attracted to honey. That's part of our elevator pitch. That's part of the Gaddy pitch for the Gaddy pitch business. So what metaphors can you come up with? If you can't come up with any, I challenge you, jump onto Google, do a search, name the problem and just do a search, metaphor for blah, 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 see what comes up. And once you've done that, you are ready to craft the pitch. So what I'm going to show you here is how to craft the pitch. A brilliant elevator pitch has only three sentences and is 30 seconds or less in length. Let's have a look at how we do this. So what I want you to do is I actually want you to write down the three sentences. Sentence one starts with you know how, so just put you know how, dot, dot, dot. Sentence two starts with, well, what we do is, and then sentence three is in fact, dot, dot, dot. So just write those three down. And now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna show you how to complete each of the sentences. So with the first sentence, you know how. To complete that sentence, I want you to name the target customers and I want you to name the biggest problem that they have. And if you can include a metaphor in there, I want you to do that. So let's look at that again. You wanna name the target customer and their typical problem. And then if you can in that sentence, include a metaphor. So let me give you the example for our business and then you can turn the attention back to yourself. The first sentence for us is, you know how a lot of businesses have exceptional goods and services to offer, but often the owners and the business development people struggle to find the right words when people ask them, what do you do? It's like they go fishing for new customers in the right spots, but they just don't have the right bait at the end of their line. 
That's our first sentence. What's your first sentence? Once you've taken a couple of minutes to craft your first sentence, you're ready for the second one. The second one is, well, what we do is, here's the catch. To finish that sentence, you don't actually name what you do from column C. You name the benefits that people get when you do what you do. So have a look at some of the benefits that you put in the benefits column, and you can put that here as sentence two. You might put one or two words from here, but really focus on the benefits. And again, if you can include a metaphor, please do it. Let me give you our example, and then you can work on yours. So the example for us is, well, what we do is craft the words for them so that when they share their elevator pitch at events on LinkedIn or in presentations and proposals, they attract new customers like bees to honey. Notice how all I said about what we do is we craft the words for them. I, I didn't name the 30-step system that we use. I didn't name all the intricate moving parts and all the marketing jargon because that's boring. People would glaze over. That's not the interesting bit for them. What they're interested in is the benefits that turn up when you do what you do. So go spend a moment working out what your sentence number two is. Okay, now that you have worked out your sentence two, uh, we want to close off your, your Gaddy pitch with an in fact sentence. And to complete the in fact sentence, I just want you to think about a handful of cases where you've actually delivered a sensational outcome. Think of two or three instances where your business has delivered an amazing outcome to a client or a customer. And then I want you to pick the number one instance where that brilliant outcome actually backs up the promise that you've made in this sentence number two. So by now, we've got hundreds of clients and customers who've used their Gaddy pitches to good effect. But there are a couple that really stand out. They just got an extraordinary result real quick. And the one that I really like using is Peter Dakema. He's a delightful guy, Melbourne-based. He runs a CRM business. And our, in fact, sentence here could be, in fact, Peter Dakema, director of Organon Consulting, attracted a lucrative deal worth more than $100,000 the very first time he used his Gaddy pitch. Likewise, I could just as easily have used the example with Daniel Neal. There are people who have now used the Gaddy pitch in Silicon Valley. They've shared it with people in the Silicon Valley. There's a huge number of businesses there now using the pitch. There's a lot of people who've written to me once they've actually used the pitch and got outcomes. I don't need to share all of those examples in your pitch. You only really need to share one. So just think of one that really resonates for you and that can just roll off your tongue conversationally and put it in. Now I'm going to give you some tips for that in fact sentence. When you've got the right example in mind, you want to get that person's permission because you don't want to put their name and their company name out in the marketplace without their permission. Definitely as a courtesy, get their permission. The next thing is, you may have noticed, I named the person Peter Dakema, name and surname. I then gave you his title, director. I then named the company, Organon Consulting. The more of those things that you name, the more credible this in fact sentence becomes. If I just said, in fact, one bloke used this and got a $100,000 outcome the first time he used it, well, you might think, okay, that might be possible, but it's more easy to validate and it's more likely that you are actually sharing the truth 
when you give all the details because you know the person who's hearing the pitch could actually contact that person i could look them up on linkedin the whole thing becomes more valid so make sure you give name surname title and company those are the keys to your in fact sentence so take a moment get your in fact sentence together and then we'll carry on right so by now you've got your elevator pitch congratulations how do you feel knowing that you have something that 99% of the population does not have? <laughs> and it's so easy. It is so easy to generate new leads. What you've got to do now is you've got to test it with a couple of people. I'm going to give you a couple more principles to adhere to. Make sure you stick to them. I mean, you want to test it with a couple of people that you know, and then ideally test it with one or two of your customers, your clients, because they know your business. And just listen carefully to the feedback. You might tweak a word here or there. And once you've done that, you've got to memorize your pitch. You've got to absolutely memorize it so that if I wake you up at 3 o'clock in the morning and said, what do you do? You would verbatim, word for word, give me the same pitch as you gave me yesterday, the day before, and the day before. And if you have teams of people, if you have salespeople, sales managers, marketing people, anyone who's client-facing, Make sure you give them the Gaddy pitch as well and get them to memorize it. Why? Because you want a consistent message to market. Whenever someone thinks of your business, they've got to be clear in their mind what are the benefits you deliver. And when you do that, you'll, you'll be amazed at how many more leads get referred to you. Now, if you woke me up in the middle of the night and said, what does the Gaddy pitch business do? I would say, you know how a lot of businesses have exceptional goods and services to offer, but often the owners... And the business development people struggle to find the words when people ask them, what do you do? It's like they go fishing for new customers in the right spots, but they just don't have the right bait at the end of their line. And I would give this to you word for word. Why? Because we've crafted it and now memorized it. So that's the short challenge you have in front of you. You've broken the back of the exercise. Key principles for you to stick to. Your pitch must be 30 seconds or less. If you go beyond 30 seconds, you're taking too long, people might glaze over, they might get bored, they might mentally move on. You don't want that to happen. And second, it must pass the Ari test. Now, Ari is my nephew. He's now 20 years old. But when I first came up with these three key rules, these three criteria, he was only 15 years old. And basically, you've got to be able to share your elevator pitch and a smart 15-year-old kid has to be able to understand what you're talking about. If a smart 15-year-old kid doesn't understand what you're talking about, you've got to go back to the drawing board and find easier words, find simpler words to use. Who knows, you might be a professor at a university and you have an extraordinary vocabulary, but I want you to think about lead referrals. If you put it in very, very simple and practical vocabulary, easy words, people find it easy to remember, people find it easier to refer you. Ideally, also, you want to include metaphors. So remember, for us, we included the going fishing metaphor and we included the bees to the honey metaphor. When you get the metaphors right, people find it easier to remember, easier to refer leads to you. So there you go. You have the Gaddy pitch and you have the main criteria. Now, here is the Gaddy pitch for the Gaddy pitch business itself. I thought I'd just put it up on the screen so that you've got all the words that, that we've used. And in fact, here is the Gaddy pitch for the Green Ant marketing business. Someone says to me, and if I'm pitching a marketing consulting business, uh, what do you do? Every time I'd say, you know how a lot of small and medium-sized businesses want to grow to the next level? 
but often they feel like they're just swimming against the tide to make it happen and to get more leads. But what we do is provide them with repeatable tools and systems, which will have leads literally bashing down the door to get to them. In fact, we helped Martin Coyle, the general manager of marketing sales at Logical Tech, to develop a $400,000 pipeline of new opportunities within 48 hours of hosting an event, which we showed him how to deliver. Let us have adhered to the key principles. I've got my three sentences. I've got a metaphor in sentence one. I've got a metaphor in sentence two. Again, the bashing down the door. For my in fact sentence, I actually name Martin Coyle. He's the former GM now of marketing and sales at Logical Tech. I've named very specifically the result that we got him. And once you finish sharing your pitch, you just want to be silent because the person opposite you needs to digest what you've just said. So don't keep talking and interrupt their thinking. And once they're done with the thinking, they're either going to say, wow, that's interesting. Have you got a business card for me? Or they might say, wow, I get what you're on about, but I have no need for your services. Thank you. And that's an okay outcome. That was awesome. Thanks for going through that, uh, Anthony. I, I know you've kind of gone through the process in quite detail and we've got the supporting notes that will go through this and you've got a very step-by-step structure. Um, no doubt, because you've applied this numerous times, you've come across places that people get stuck or other hurdles that they might have. And I was wondering if you had any other final tips to kind of help round out that strategy. In terms of pitching, a lot of people think that they've got to pitch at someone and presentation like almost a one-way spray but what you want to do is so anytime you're pitching one ask a lot of questions you'll notice from the gabby pitch the very first thing line of the pitch is actually a question because when you ask a question you engage the other person or you engage the audience so that's the first one and the next major tip i'll give is always more make sure you talk about the other person's problems whether you're blogging whether you're delivering a big presentation, whether you're doing a Gaddy pitch, if you talk about the other person's headaches or problems and you start to talk about potential solutions, you'll have their attention. They, they will more than likely listen if they think there's, there's value that you're offering. And the third tip I'll leave is one around risk reversal. So if you are very confident with your goods and services, as I'm sure most of you are, you want to put some kind of risk reversal in, which means that if somebody is not happy with the outcome for whatever reason, you actually offer to give them some or all of their money back. So a typical risk reversal might be, we'll do the service for you, it will cost you $4,000, but if you're not 110% delighted with what we deliver, we'll cancel the invoice. What yeah, that does is it allows people, while you're pitching it, just to diminishes the risk for them. So I'd say those are three of the biggies. The one around asking questions is massive. Just try it out. Next time you're delivering a presentation anywhere, start with a question. Stop asking the audience a question that they actually have to think about. You'll be amazed at how well you can engage an audience. And then keep asking questions. That's the way to keep an audience engaged. Keep asking questions. And it kind of makes sense. Like even just the way that you structured that Gaddy pitch, that's what you're opening with. You're trying to meet that conversation that's going on in their head. If they are the target audience, then they'll have those problems that uh, you've identified and then you're asking that question about, you know, how people, like that leads to that yes or no response and it's going to be the yes response if it is your target audience and then you can lead into, well, this is what we do. So, yeah, it feels quite structured. Just in the tail piece here, Anthony, if people want to find out a little bit more, it's it's one of those things, it's 
a lot of systems and processes. You can list out the step-by-step what needs to be done. Some people will be able to pick it up and run with it and have no troubles. I know we also had a little bit of a chat before the call about there are some people as well who struggle with the implementation on that. So if people want to find out more or find out how to actually get your help to implement the Gaddy pitch, where's the best place for them to go? The answer is simple. For anyone who doesn't feel confident or they simply just don't want to do it, and in our experience, there's a lot of people who recognize we all have our own talents. And for some people, crafting words and crafting pitches is not their passion or their talent. So for those people, it's really easy. All they need to do if they'd like to get some support and actually to have us get the pitch done for them, they just need to head over to gaddypitch.com. So that's G-A-D-D, like David, I-E, dot com. And I know, Dave, when we do the service, when we offer the service as part of consulting to a client, we charge $2,000. It's about a half-day exercise of which the client is engaged for probably a little over two hours. And then we just get the rest done and then we provide three options back to the client. But we've actually come up with a special offer specifically for your community I really appreciate being involved in this project and the things that you and I have done together. So for anyone who is part of your community, Dave, they can actually get a Gaddy pitch done from start to finish. We decide that the first three people who approach us to get a Gaddy pitch done will do it for a total of $300 plus GST instead of the 2000 And they'll get exactly the same service. They'll get the outputs, the outcomes, everything. It's, it's the same two, two and a half hours of their time and then about another two and a half hours of our time. And for the next 10 people, we'll offer the same solution for $500 plus GST. So yeah, if there are people in your community who can be more successful by using these techniques, that will be a pleasure for us to share and to get things done for them. Perfect. Thank you again for your time and very generous offer there. If people want to find out more, they can head over to gaddypitch.com. We'll also include some details beneath the presentation as well. So, Anthony, again, just thanks for your time and uh, yet no doubt we'll chat again soon. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for involving me in the summit and I'm looking forward to learning from some other of your keynote presenters. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.